Will you turn to Psalm 26, please? Psalm 26. Psalm 26, and this is, we'll entitle this a thorough examination, a thorough examination. The first three verses, please, of Psalm 26. (coughs) Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore... I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins in my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for a goodly number of your people who have turned up this morning to worship you, to meet with you, We ask you now, Lord, that you would shut us in with yourself and for the the leaders, the teachers, and the children upstairs, you'd bless them also. Bless their wee hearts. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. We ask you to inscribe it within our hearts and print it upon our minds and lead us in the way of our lasting according to thy truth, for thy word is truth. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. David says in verse 1, judge me. He says in verse 2, examine me. And then he says again in verse 2, prove me. And then try me. Judge me. Examine me, prove me, try me. The idea here that he's to be judged, I think if we were honest, every one of us, including me, all of us, were honest. God was to look to the deep inner recesses of all of our being and examine every one of us in our ways. Every one of us would be fearful. To say, judge me, O Lord. Judge me, Jehovah, or judge me, Yahweh. The God of creation, would you judge me? I don't think any of us would want to say that. But the idea of this isn't for you and I in salvation, for if God judged us according to who we are, what we are, what we have accomplished or done, every single one of us would be lost. We'd be Guilty as charged. And the difference here is, is that when we say, when David says, judge me, he's saying it as his son, a son of God. He's saying it as a child. And he's saying, Lord, judge me. I've, I've tried to walk in your ways. I've tried to live a life that's good. I've tried to adhere to your word. I've tried. The idea here is to judge me because In verse 3, look at what he says, For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes. The only way that I can come before him is because his loving kindness is before me. Maybe this morning, even before we break bread and gather around the table and take of those emblems, we have to remember 
that when we examine ourselves and judge ourselves or say, Lord, you judge me, if he was to judge any of us in our standards, all of us would be unworthy. Every single one of us are unworthy. But when the Lord judges us, he judges us through the finished work. He judges us and sees us, as it were, through the blood of the Lamb. And he sees us righteous in Christ. Yep, we've got it all. We've got the whole package behind us. We've got the whole life. Some lifestyles have been more manifestly sinful than others. And, but nevertheless, in our nature, right, to our very doing. It's all there, but it's been washed away in the blood of Jesus. You're forgiven this morning if you've been to the cross. Brother, sister, do you hear that? You are forgiven this morning. You have been forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. You're washed and you're cleansed. To say, judge me is not judge me whether I'm a sinner or not. No, for when he looks at you, he sees his son. But what he sees is our ways. And he may prove us and try us to make us more like him. Judge me. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. Now, if that was for salvation, again, we'd be lost. But here, uh, the psalmist David, the king, the prophet, he's saying, Lord, my integrity is I have walked according to thy word and according to thy law. Yet David, seen the murder through of Uriah the Hittite. Yet David seen a woman bathing Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, and he lay with her. And yet he can still now say, for thy loving kindness is before my eyes. Now, I say if that was you and I, we would cast him into hell. And you may have people in your life or your family, maybe it was yourself once and even myself once, and people wouldn't give tuppence for you, as they say. Now say, you know what, they're so sinful. Listen, we don't agree with anyone walking in sin. We want them to walk before God. But the integrity is to walk in the word of the Lord to the best of our ability because it's his loving kindness that enables us to keep walking because we all fall every day. And you and I would have someone cast into the rubbish bin of burning hell fire. Let's be honest. But when God looks at us, and we have come to saving faith in Christ, and we are walking to the best of our ability to the Word of God, you be assured you still feel, and you're still unworthy. But you be assured under the blood of Jesus, you're righteous before God. Bring it to God. Our pastor used to tell us, son, keep short accounts with God. Keep short accounts with God. Now, you'll never pay for the debt of your sin. It's been paid for once and for all. But keeping short accounts is for relationship with him. Relationship. Here we find that David says, he finds himself from verses 1, 2, and 3, and then he says, this is 
why I go on with you, Lord. And then from the rest of the verses, which we'll not read, he talks about what he has done. I've not sat with vain persons. I've tried to live right, Lord, yet I know I still need you. And as Spurgeon once says, he's fleeing from false accusers to the throne of eternal right. You see, every one of us, when we say we try our best and we fall, there's people who become so... And I'll be honest, and I'm not trying to be offensive, and I'm not trying to be hurtful, I'm trying to be helpful. Some people become so heavenly minded, they're no earthly use. Now, I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart. I love him with all I have. I'm unashamed to say that. I'm unafraid to say it. But there are people who will walk and reach a spiritual apex looking down on others who don't seemingly be as spiritual as them, thinking they're of a lower estate and value. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, that is not true. That is not true. The Spirit of God is available for every man and woman. The Spirit of God is available for you, believer, to walk in. Notice what he says here. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. He's saying, I have, I have tried to walk right, and I've done this, and I've done that, I've done the other. Then by the end of the, this chapter, he starts to look at, gather not my soul with sinners. In verse 9, what he's saying is, you know, they're sinners even though I've failed. Imagine that. Even though Ken Davidson has failed. And everyone looks and says, then you're a sinner. Yes, I'm a sinner saved by grace, yes. But I'm also elevated to a place of sonship in Christ. The sinners here are those who don't want to go on with God and know the Lord. So notice what he's saying here. I have been fleeing from false accusers to the throne of eternal right. For I know, Father, your love is before me. You know my heart. You know me. Now, that's a fearful thing sometimes. John chapter 2, it speaks of Jesus. He wouldn't put his trust, as it were, in any man because it says he knew all men. He knew their hearts. Even the disciples says that the day of breaking of bread, the night of the, the, he broke bread with them. When he says, one of you will betray me, they said, is it I, Lord? Is it I? Is it I? They didn't even know their own heart, yet God knows the heart, your heart greater than you know yourself. Yet in his abundant grace, his abounding love and his everlasting mercy towards his own. Listen, he sees you in Christ. He sees you perfected, even though we're imperfect. He sees you in him. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. You see, there is what really matters. Uh, faith is the root and the sap of integrity, said Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He who leans upon the Lord is sure to walk in righteousness. If there's a man and a woman who are professing to know the Lord and walking in on righteousness, I wonder how much they know him. I'm talking about habitually, 
continually walking in unrighteousness. I wonder how much they know him. And then in verse 2 he says, examine me. So let's look at this thorough examination for a few moments. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. The word examine here is a word bachan, and it means to investigate and to scrutinize me. The idea here is not whether I'm a sinner or not, but have I tried to walk before thee, Lord? In this situation, is my heart true with you? John tells us in his epistles, that, uh, in his letter, that, that if, uh, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. And what he's saying is, as many of us come to the table with condemnation in our hearts, maybe because of someone else or something else, and you know, Lord, I have tried to walk before you. And your heart before God, to the best of your ability, according to the word through the Spirit, tells you that. God is greater than your heart this morning. God is greater than who you are. God is greater than what you have become which you shouldn't have become. Bring it to God and say, Lord, from this moment I want to go on with you. I repent of it. I want to walk with you. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. Listen, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence before God, says John. That's why many people have no confidence coming around the table because of condemnation. Many people have no confidence in prayer because of condemnation. Now, it's different if you are uh, going out of your way to hurt people, to offend. It's different if you're going out of your way to be bitter and angry. It's different if you're going out of your way just to, to make a mess of things. Now, that's different, and God brings it to you, brings the person, the man, the woman to you, and you're in prayer, and God says, now you know, and you know in your heart you've done wrong. That's different. Let us get it right. Let us get it right. Let us get it right before God or there will be no prayer answered. There will be no blessing poured. You see, when God examines, he investigates. One old Puritan says, if every man's sin was written upon his forehead, it would make him pull his hat down over his eyes. Isn't that right? Can you imagine if I got the best Christian in CET up here? Whoever that is. The one who is the one who is the most vocal about how brilliant they are. And I wrote all their sins, or God wrote their sins upon their forehead, and they were wearing a hat, they'd soon do that. It's not true. Yet we're so quick to barrage, to judge, to cast out of the way to hell. Listen, brothers and sisters, he is a God whose loving kindness is before his children. He loves you. He loves you. The word here, examine, to investigate, to scrutinize, he says, and prove me. That means you can try me, test me. Now, this word here is used, it's the word nasa. And nasa is used in Second Chronicles chapter 9. We'll not turn to it, and I'll tell you the story of it. Second Chronicles 9 speaks of the queen of Sheba coming to visit Solomon because she's heard of his wisdom. Israel is in real blossom and bloom and, and riches and wealth and prosperity and victory over their enemies. You know why? Because Jesus is at the center. 
God is at the center of it. And then Solomon starts bringing on his strange wives and it all goes to ruin. And notice here, it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 1, And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem. And the idea here, she came to prove the, the depth of Solomon's wisdom, which was from God. She came to try him and to prove him. The idea here is to try, as the, uh, in verse, in our reading, it means to smelt like gold or silver is smelted where it's heated hot in the furnace and it comes through there and the, 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 the ore separates the gold or the silver, the precious metal is gathered and the scum of the top is then taken away, the old dross. And what happens is they do it again. And there's still, believe it or not, impurities in the metal. And the dross is taken away and they do it again. And depending on many times it's put through the furnace, Depending how many times and how hot the furnace is, depends on the purity of the metal, the gold or the silver at the other end. That's why it says about our faith is, is try like a second like of fire, become forth like gold. The purity of it because it's been tried, dross is taken away from it. And that's why when it, you hear about the, the, the gold passing through the fire seven times, through the furnace seven times, for seven is the number of com- of completion and perfection, and the gold is perfectly pure at the end. And so what God does with your faith is he tries you by putting you through the furnace. And dross is taken away. He tries a church assembly, by the way. He puts us through the furnace. He wants to know what CET is made of. He wants to know what you and I are made off personally, so he'll put us through our furnace. He wants to know what CET is made off as an assembly, so he puts us through the furnace. And what happens? He purifies the church with it. He purifies his people with it. And he brings them to a place of like precious metal. She became to try Solomon to see what depth and sort of wisdom he had. Listen to what it says in Psalm 66 and verse 10. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. You see the link now? Proverbs 25 and verse 4. Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. And so here the prover- in Proverbs, uh, this man Solomon is writing, and he's saying, look, You take dross away from the silver, and that which you make with it is more precious. So whatever you're going through, dig deep. Hold on. Keep trusting in God. But I'm going through such a furnace. I'm going through such a fire. This is such a trial. There's a heavy temptation on me. Listen, keep going through it, because when you come out the other end, listen, you're purer, as it were, in faith than you were when you started. God is doing something in you, brother. God is doing something in you, sister. And what he's doing is this. He's refining you that when we all are refined in our own separate and several ways and lives and walk with him, when we come together, he will refine us all as one again. And there will be those who will not like the fire.
Job 23 and verse 10, he says, But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So God examines us to see what we are. God proves us to find what we have. And God tries us to refine us to what he wants us to become. God's not finished with you yet. Brother, God's not finished with you yet. Sister, God is not finished with you yet. For we are being confident in this one thing, and that which he hath begun, he will perfect or finish. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5 says, Examine yourselves. Now, God examines us, but now in the new covenant it says, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. That Jesus Christ is in you, except you be like something that's cast away. When Christ is in a man, look, I was away seeing the Payton family yesterday. I was away seeing, I was with Sandra, and she was telling me about Aaron and the great service for Jeffrey's uh, funeral. And I was about to go after sitting for quite a while with her and talking to her and I prayed with her. And, and Adam, her younger son, and another fellow was in the kitchen. I went in to say, just cheerio. And they came out, started talking in the hall. We ended up for near two and a half hours talking about the Lord to them. And I know God's working on them. And I was talking about how people are the, how people are getting the wrong idea of what salvation is. It was about church, church, church. It's not about church. It's about Christ, Christ, Christ. We've got to back the front. This big fella that was there yesterday, he was a, he's a, he's a, a chef. He's a chef. I says, look, you don't offer a cake until it's baked and you can't gut a fish until you catch it. And so at the end of the day, whenever we look at this, I've tried to show them how, and I've done it really where I had uh, Sandra was on the, on, the, on the sofa. And I says, so Sandra, but you're God, you're the Father, you're there. And, and here is um, this big fella, Daryl. I says, you're there. I, and whenever, I says, I'll be the, I, I'll be the devil and, and you can, I said to Adam, you can be Jesus for a minute. This is in their living room. I says, I want you to stand up. And there was, there was Sandra as representing God and, 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 there, and there was uh, this big fella, Daryl, representing himself. And here was me coming in and saying, you know, Look at that fellow there. Look at that fellow. The sin, and he's meant to be a believer, and he's just, he was re representing actually a, a, a believer, a Christian, or me, if you want. Look at him. He's this, he's that, he's all. And I was talking to Sandra about this. Pretend that was the father. The devil being the accuser of the brethren. And he's going, oh, look at him. Look at her. Look at them. And listen, brothers and sisters, every time we do that with our brethren, we are acting like the devil. like the devil. Ah, oh, look at him. Ah, oh, look at her. And I says, look, I 
says, now get this, guys. Here is the devil saying, look, look, look at this, look at that. And say you're trusting in the blood of Jesus and his finished work on the cross and you're walking to the best of your ability according to the word, yet you're still failing. Look. Look at him. Look at him. He's done this, that, and the other. Then it brought Adam in between the two of them. I says, now, you come here. And the father looks. He looks at Adam. That is, he looks through who Adam represents, Jesus, and he goes, sin? What sin? I can see no sin. I can see no sin. You know why? Because all he can see is Christ. All he can see is Jesus. Christ is in me, and I am in Christ. Christ is in you, and you are in Christ. The Father looks, and all he can see is the righteousness of Christ. So we examine ourselves. Why do we examine ourselves? How do we examine ourselves? I'll tell you next week. According to the word, we'll show you. Coming around the table, take it into Jeremiah 31. Arnold mentioned it when I was away. The new covenant made. Jesus breaking bread. He says, you do this. You're in me and I'm in you. Brother, sister, we're going to break bread this morning. And your heart may have been in your boots. And you may have felt unsaved this morning. I want to let you know. It doesn't go by how you feel. It's what he has done. It's what he has accomplished. What Christ has done at Calvary's tree, at the hill of Golgotha, outside the city walls of Jerusalem the blood still avails the blood still speaks the blood shall never lose its power praise the Lord we're going to break bread brother, sister you may say I'm examining myself I'm a failure there's no one going to look at next week God willing the Lord's will when Paul tells us in in his Corinthian epistle, he says, you don't discern the Lord's body. Now, there's two ways of looking at that. But I'll tell you next week, because you know what? There's a whole lot of us think we need to be looking around to discern the body of Christ. No. The body was nailed to the tree. And he has accomplished it all. There's where people are forgetting that he not only died for our sin, he died for our sickness. We need to get back there. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I was told Alison, I says, I'm, I'm in two minds. And I don't know what to do. And I had this message on holidays. And I, I had it and I thought, I'm going to bring it on Sunday night. And then yesterday, and I was in my study last night. I was in again this morning. I went, this isn't for tonight. You know what I'm going to preach on tonight? The four-square gospel. 